You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, greetings, everyone. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm Doug Thorpe, and today we're going to take a journey into the world of, uh, well, we're actually going to do a couple of things. My guest, his name is Brian Kelly. He's got some expertise in a number of different aspects about entrepreneurship and leadership in business. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing and uh, some automation of your business and just uh, helping with the whole entrepreneurial mindset. So, uh, Brian, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Mr. Thorpe. I so appreciate you having me on. It's going to be fun. Well, I'm really happy to have you here. We are going to to go on a, a little bit of a journey and um, as I like to do sometimes, let me ask you to just tell the guests, I'm sorry, our listeners, you're the guest, uh, tell them a little bit about your background and kind of what got you to where you are right now. Oh my, you don't have enough time because I'm not that young. I mean, I mean, look it uh, But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, grew up in a lower middle income class family. Didn't know that our family was strapped for money until I got older and, and was more astute to what was going on and had a phenomenal childhood played sports i didn't know any different until one day when i asked um well there was a a movie coming out and i was in junior high and it was the rage there was no no social media it was all word of mouth and someone saw it in the paper that kind of thing old school but it was going across campus and everybody who was somebody was going to watch this movie so i went home and asked my my dad i said hey can i get a ticket and he, he looked down at me and he said sorry son but uh we can't afford it and it was that was like the defining moment where i realized holy moly we don't have money this family a movie ticket are you back then it was just a few bucks yeah and i just at that moment it wasn't that second that everything came into my mind but that started the wheels moving and i said i you know my parents loved us they did everything they could for us nothing against them whatsoever but i just uh i decided That'll never be my situation when I'm the dad. I'm going to make sure that that never happens. And that I have this inner drive from the beginning I was born with, but that just put it in overdrive. And that one movie, in case anybody's wondering, was Star Wars, the first one. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, man, I went back to uh, junior high. You know, I went back to school after the movie aired and everyone's seen it. And everyone's speaking some weird language. There's R2D2, C3PO, Chewbacca. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> just made it worse <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so that that just drove me to excel in life uh not just for myself but for, for my family and now for everyone that i come in contact with just to serve people i just love helping yeah well you have uh had your hand in a number of different businesses and activities so what has beyond that foundational you know, sort of value structure, epiphany. What else has kind of shaped your views of uh, running effective businesses and productive and successful businesses? Wow, great question. A lot of different things come to mind. Uh, mindset is the first one. Learning and being certified in neuro-linguistic programming. The certification part isn't all that important. It's just understanding how to reprogram your brain. And it's scientific and it works. I've spoken from stage. I was the lead trainer of a seminar company that specialized in neuro-linguistic programming. I saw it affect a lot of people, including yours truly. That was the the cornerstone, the the you know, the 
the foundation, really. It was the mindset and realizing, holy smokes, I had no idea that my thoughts were affecting my outcome. And I'm not going to get woo-woo here, but I'm discovering more and more. As I got even older, that it's more and more true. Uh, it's pretty neat. And then just I went through a journey of different businesses. I was a certified personal trainer. I did online workouts, which were ahead of their time, live streaming. Uh, it was before COVID. And so it never took off because everyone wanted to go to the gym, which I get that. I'm the same way. I would rather go to the gym if I could. Uh, and then COVID hit and I, and I had folded that business already and uh, could have crushed it. But you know what? That wasn't my true, true passion. I didn't know it at the time. And I had uh, individuals, close friends, including my wife, within a one to two month span, all tell me something similar. They said, when you get into anything new, you just start automating it. And I see and feel that's when you're, you are the happiest. And I kept going, man, they're right. And so I literally, within a day, I, I shut down my fitness business. I deleted the website, all the videos that I had recorded for all the workouts, everything oh was gone. And I did it with zero regret. I was happy. I felt free. And I began working on the new venture, which is now all automation based. It's live video show production for clients. Well, if we may, let, let's come back to the automation piece. I want to go back to your reference to uh, neuro-linguistic programming. That happens to be a topic I have not yet explored on the show here. Uh, I, I know for a fact some of my clients are aware of it because we talk about it a little bit. I myself am not certified in it by any means, but I've read some of the studies and some of the principles. But can you give us a, the, the quick flyover of what it means and what it's about? Yeah, it's basically in, in a one in a nutshell, it's the science of success. And what it what it enables us to do is reprogram our subconscious mind. We've been programmed over our lives, all of us, yours truly included, especially when we're young in the imprint stage from zero to seven years old. And we often heard this word, no, and you can't do that. And all the other things that limit us to uh, limit us from achieving our full success as an adult. And neurolinguistic programming gives you a scientific proven method, takes very little time to do it, to reprogram your brain for what would serve you better because your your unconscious mind you can't directly tap into it like you can't tell yourself right now or maybe maybe if you're really really good you could but doug could you could you just say okay heart beat 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 and it would actually listen to you no that's your subconscious mind that is taking care of you and it's uh you know 80 percent, 90 percent of our brain it's a massive wonderful beautiful machine that we can now tap into and reprogram for the better a better outcome for ourselves limiting beliefs like i'm too old i'm too fat i'm too i'm a woman in a man's world all these limiting beliefs that many of us talk ourselves into to give ourselves basically an excuse not to go forward that we can reprogram rewire in our brain so that that thought pattern does not stop us anymore and we just keep forging forward and there's a lot to it um but in a nutshell it's it's a way of, re of helping yourself to think and act in ways that you were meant to think and act in, not the ways you were programmed from an early age. Yeah. I tell people, and I've said this many times on this show, you know, once upon a time I was a banker and specifically a real estate banker. But now that I do what I do with leadership development and helping small business owners, I use the analogy, I say there's one piece of real estate you're going to own as a business, and it's the six inches between your ears. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can manage that property well, you're, you're going to be successful at what you do with your business. And it's so uh, so critical that that mindset be positioned right. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up limiting beliefs. Uh, you know, that's usually the starting point where most of us coaches try to help our people. You know, we, we ask them to tell me some of the things you've heard or that is on that tape that plays in your head. You know, what what can you do or can't you do with your business? And let's get rid of some of that. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about NLP is there is no need to go into the past and ask what is going on. We just go straight in and let the subconscious do the work. The science is unbelievably awesome. You don't have to lay on a couch for you know days, weeks, or months telling your whole past story and reliving the negativity. There's no need for it. You can just reprogram your brain and you can do it. Uh, one process that I've done from stage you know, for a group of people in front of me, many times, one process, for example, takes a grand total of seven minutes. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you're not on a couch and they're there. They're sitting in their seats and I watch and see them change before my eyes. Some are crying. Some have big smiles on their face and you just scan the audience and you just, it feels so good to have a positive impact on people's lives like that. That's awesome. Well, We'll uh, we'll kind of park that and probably put a link somewhere in in your material uh, for any other information on that. But let's turn the page to the automation specialty things. So, yeah, give us a little more detail on what that usually involves and what it is you're trying to do in that realm. Yeah, and it, this is a touchy subject for some. Some think automation is going to replace human employment. And that is not where I'm coming from. Mine is all from efficiency. And primarily what I use automation for are communication on the back end, not for marketing, not for sales, but for like I have a live video show. I send out um, notifications based on when the show is scheduled to come up that gets them ready in an automated fashion. Automated mean it emails them, sent, gives them a link, they click a link that goes to a web page with a video where I explain the same thing I would explain every time in person anyway. So I just, I'm basically replacing myself in a big part of that. And also I'm replacing the fact that I don't need to have my VAs also spending their time on this stuff. It, it doesn't limit what they get to do or that they work for me. It actually expands because now they can do what they're more adept at doing, being creative, not just robotic, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat machinery. And so automation is key because so many things, uh, it, it exudes quality once you've got it dialed in and it's running, it never makes mistakes. Uh, humans make mistakes. I make mistakes. If I'm typing an email and I might type in a comma or a semicolon instead of a letter, things like that. And every little bit, every tiny psychological uh, tidbit matters to the end user and reader. I'm always looking at it like, oh, wow, they didn't even spell check this thing. That, that doesn't bode too well. Uh, but with automation, you can really enhance and increase the quality and the perception of the individual on the other end. If done properly, they're looking at it going, my God, you are, I get this all the time, Doug. It's unbelievable. You are so organized and I always laugh. I mean, if you saw my desk right now, you would you would know why I'm saying that. And that's the beautiful thing. When you're, when you're looked at and perceived, when your brand, when yourself, when your business is looked at and perceived as professional, high quality, well, now, no matter, and do that in all cases, every place you can, then when it's time for that chat to say, well, I have a pain or I solve a pain point of yours. And if they are considering going with you as um, the, you know, as a service, 
their hesitation or resistance is greatly diminished because of all of their interactions, seeing how professional and high quality you are. So they see that and they say, well, once he's taking care of me, I can kind of be rest assured he will take care of me very well, he or she. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. It just happens over the course of the last couple of days, business days, between both my clients and some other guests I've had on my show here. We've we've talked about this idea. We didn't really call it automation, but what we talked about was the idea, if you're a business owner, as soon as you can identify some task that you're repeating frequently, you need to think about ways to automate it. And, and, and I'll use your word in that regard, but you know, you could potentially delegate it to somebody, get a VA or, or get someone that might be on your staff to take it over. And the key thing to realize is if I'll say it again, if you're repeating that step time and time again, stop it, <laughs> figure, yeah. figure out another way to get it accomplished. I also have a lot of automation internal to my company where when a, when something occurs, an, an event occurs, someone fills out a form on my uh, live show page wanting to be a guest or whatever, a notification is automatically, a task is created in a tool called ClickUp. That's where my VAs hang out and they automatically see it. I don't have to lift a finger. I don't have to go and type it in and create a task with a title and description. It's already pre-written, ready to go with a link that goes to a video recording training them on exactly how to accomplish that task if they've never done it before. So the processes are built in. So it's a great way to um, automate your SOPs even, your, your uh, standard operating procedures. And so that there's never something missed, or if there is, there better be a darn good <laughs> excuse for it because when they have everything they need in front of them, there's, you know, it's like, okay, you need to watch that video again, maybe take notes this time. Uh, I'm usually really, really cool with my uh, VAs. They're awesome. And I'm always a positive reinforcer, but at least with that, you can be rest assured as a business owner that everything is covered that you can conceivably think of. There'll be outliers here and there, but yeah. far fewer and far less of your own personal time is required when you have a good automated system in place and running. Well, part of that automation involves capturing some videos, and and you you kind of whispered that in the middle of your statement there. So, but I'd like to kind of drill down on that a little more. You know, you and I both share some common things in that we've we we have a larger number of decades on our chart than most uh, <laughs> that might be listening, and you know, once upon a time. If you wanted to document a procedure, you're talking about creating a giant paper-based manual, yes, three-inch, six-inch, nine-inch binder, and you got all this junk in it. And we all knew, even back then, nobody referred to it. And heaven forbid you needed to update it and, yes. and change a procedure or do something. But now with the technology we've got, it's so easy to capture a quick, simple video that'll even screen capture and show step-by-step step what you're doing. So, um, you know, that is a great way to replace that idea. And, and I run into a lot of business owners when we start talking about standardizing and delegating and automating, they, they just kind of pucker up and go, ugh, because they somehow start thinking about manuals. Oh. And and I'm quick to say, forget that idea. You can you can build videos to to do all that. 
Yeah, I actually do a combination at times where I'll have a Google Doc that's accessible like that. You don't have to you know, disseminate it. If it's ever updated, it's updated for everybody. And inside of the steps, I do minimal typing, but inside of the steps to that kind of describe it, I'll put the links to the pertinent videos within the doc. Right. I will go and then uh, play the video. It's interesting because... Uh, I used to shoot video. I mean, I've been doing this for years now. I got tired of when I would go to a support department of one of the online services and I'm like, well, I would click the home button, then the nav button, then I would click on this button. You're know, trying to describe what you're doing without a visual aid. And it always took forever to get down to what truly the problem was. So I, I was recording video a long time ago with Camtasia and then I would upload it to wherever I had to upload it, YouTube, whatever it needed, and give them the link. And I just did that over and over and over. And I'm not saying I'm the one that started all this by any means, but I'm seeing now more and more companies by default are saying drop a Loom video into the chat so we can get a better idea. It's like very yeah. smart. Thank goodness. And then even then, it's so funny, Doug, how many support reps, they don't even watch the whole thing. I was like, you asked for it. I gave it to you. You didn't even watch it. And you're telling me the issue is completely different than what I just told you it was. It's so funny, but you go through those things. You get it depends on the person you get, but it it is a time saver where you can just click record, speak into the mic. This is what the problem is. They you they see it, they can go back and re reproduce it, and you can get to the solution much faster. Yeah, well, even uh, inside a company, when you're thinking about training up a staff to to do it, like a, whether it's yeah. an operations department or a sales or accounting or whatever, if you're the owner and you want to create these steps that you want people to follow, if you if you do that kind of video logging, build that archive, and like you said, even something as simple as a Google Doc with the links, that way. If you've done a reasonable job of hiring a reasonably well-motivated employee, you know, they're going to be willing to go check that out if they get stumped on what their task is. You know, I mean, I, I know there's exceptions to that. I'm not naive about that. But in general, somebody that's trying to prove themselves, they don't want to go ask the boss six times, how do you do this? Right. If you, but if you show them where that video is and that little short document with a little bit of narrative about it, um, they're going to rely on that to, to get it right. Yeah, and anytime you need something done, I would recommend just always including a link to whatever your uh, training material is every single time. There, so there was there is never an excuse to not know how to do it. Uh, it's just, and they know that. And I never have issues ever, ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love that. Here's another tip. Uh, I would do very short. Uh, so I, I would build something once. I'd figure it out if I hadn't done it before. I'd send them the video. Then I'd let them do it iteratively several times, actually execute the task. And I would tell them ahead of time, I'm going to be coming back to you to refine, to shoot your own video. Because you have figured out the best way to do it. Because you've done it multiple times. I did it once. And so what I want is for you to then record the video and that becomes part of our library. And then I will never have to record another video for that person ever again. They're the ones going in and figuring it out after you get a maturity level between the two of you going and a rhythm. So I have my systems, which are my VAs <laughs> building my systems, the automation and the, the video recording. So, so let me, I like that idea, and, and let me play devil's advocate on it, and perhaps this goes back to the neuro-linguistic programming. So I can't tell you how many times I've had a discussion like that with a business owner, and they push back and say, 
um, yeah, but you know, my way is the way we need to do it. And, and they don't have the trust of letting an employee possibly produce a better way to do it. So, you know, you could call that one of those limiting beliefs because you, if you're the owner, you might just be incredibly surprised at how good your team is. Oh my gosh. That was a huge lesson I learned. Uh, that's all about ego. I have one. Everyone has one. It's about the, you know, making, reducing that as greatly as possible. And what I learned, I used to have apprentices. They were only with me by design for 90 days and then they were gone forever. And so I literally had them record these videos for me, for my team, for my company. So when their tenure was over and another one was coming in, because I just kept, I always had three on hand all the time. I did this for like three years. And then when the next one came in, they were viewing the previous apprentices uh, video because they know how to do it better than anybody. They're the ones doing it. And I knew that here's the thing I have, I don't know how many, a lot of videos in our, in our Google drive uh, bin from them. I have reviewed only one of them and it was the first one. And I realized after that, the only time I ever would need to review them is if during the meeting, one of them said, I didn't understand how to follow that thing and not, it never happened, not once. So I didn't have to spend any time developing or, or refining. It worked. I saw the results. All you should care about as a business owner, are the results. Are they what you're looking for? Are they good enough? Uh, if you're having anything develop website, let somebody else do it. Uh, get, I love getting their viewpoint on it. I tell my VAs now, I say, I want you to do it with your lens, not mine. I want to get out of my business. You're more of a customer. You represent the customer more than I do. You know better than I do what you would want. That's what I want this thing to look and sound like that is, uh, you know, that's going to be something that a, a prospective client would be more in tune with than what I, as the owner who is too deep into it, would put out there. I, I always just, barf on them with too much detail and I get it from a client and they're like, Oh, these are the things I like. They give me five bullet points. Like, wow, that was simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, well, I'll tell you what, Brian, it's, I, I feel like time's just flying here, but I need to insert a quick commercial break in the show. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little more into um, some of your ideas on, on marketing for businesses and branding that, um, we talked about offline, but hang with us, folks. We're going to be right back after this quick message. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness, too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's Doug, T-H-O-R-P-E.com. All right, everyone, we're back. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm Doug Thorpe, and my guest today is um, Brian Kelly. One of the things that uh, we're going to get into, we're going to shift gears a little bit from the first half where we were talking about business automation and and uh, productivity and, and freeing up owners' time to do more productive things. But Brian also has a background and in, in uh, some information and, and proven practice that he's developed for um, expanding your brand and, and getting you out into the market. And I, I, I think a lot of it, I'm going to 
probably potentially put some words in Brian's mouth. He can clean them up in a second here. But uh, I think we all, if you own a business, you're you're concerned about the, the modern media landscape, you know, with all of the social media and technology and everything that's out there. Every owner I know scratches their head and says, what do I, what's the best thing for me to do? So, so Brian, give us your take on what has emerged in your world and things you've found very successful. And I love that you said, what is the one best thing for me to do? And that's the issue. It's like, there is no one best thing. It's just going out there, finding one that is a good thing and focusing on it and taking it to, to complete through to completion. And then you can look at another best thing or good thing. But for me, what has uh, what I've learned that has worked phenomenally well as far as getting great exposure, uh, name recognition, uh, less resistance, as I was saying before, to um, doing business with you is by conducting and hosting a live video interview style show. So always with a guest, just like we're doing right now, you and I, Doug. And because I, I was going to do a, a talking head and just have myself and like, we all have enough to talk about. I, I'm, you know, we all do, <laughs> but I, I look at it and go, who's going to want to listen to me by myself for even more than one episode. I mean, come on, I don't want to do that. So it's always more engaging, more interesting. And also there's so many side benefits to this for the hosts of the show. Uh, you get to meet an amazing array of other individuals in your target market. You get to, you will establish lifelong friendships because of the form I use is called carpet bomb marketing. And by the time we're done, that guest has gotten so much exposure for no payment of any kind. They are very uh, in deep gratitude about it. And I'm not doing it to get thanks back. I'm doing it to help promote them for sure. And the focus is always on the guest, on getting them the exposure, on making sure that the show is the highest quality possible for them. I'm not thinking about myself, always focusing on them. And then uh, what and what ends up happening is because of what we do, we send this out, we go live on 11 platforms simultaneously. So it's already there and recorded when it's done for consumption. We then repurpose it to 30 podcasting platforms uh, through audio only. Uh, we're on Roku and Amazon Fire TV, the resulting video. We edit very tiny amounts, just the beginning and the very end and the rest is in the middle because everyone who listens knows it was recorded live and we want to keep that liveness in it. It keeps, it's a different level of, I don't want to get woo woo, but energy uh, to it and engagement. And that way, when, like I said earlier, when someone goes to search for you, if they're, if you have a, a solution to a pain point of theirs, they're going to go hunt you down and look at you and find, you know, do the research. They will not be able to not find you because you'll be on a plethora of social media platforms. And like I said, Roku on demand TV, Roku and Amazon fire TV and podcast platforms. And, and we're, we're adding more as they came, come in. And then when the show is over, we actually cut up the one out. It's a one hour show. We cut it up into 20 video shorts and we post all of those to up to five social media platforms. So that's another hundred posts uh, as a minimum. And we do that to our social media platforms and make it available to our guests to do the same for their own platform. And so we're just about getting massive exposure, not only not just for ourselves, primarily for the guests. And then what comes back in rewards are tenfold. Yeah. 
There is is so much to be said for that, and and I want to kind of spotlight a piece of what you said there, and I want to share, you know, in in, in my own world. I mean, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm I'm a coach. I'm a business advisor, but I hire my own advisors to help me too. You know, I'm I'm not. I do not feel I'm above all that, and. I have had a number, not a huge number, but I have had people that I've solicited help from who have told me in respect of this very show that I need to be doing more episodes where it's just me giving my pearls. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I push back on that. And it, because I happen, my philosophy aligns with exactly what you said. I think if, if we can if I, my team, can, we can create a platform for guests like yourself to come on and we have a discussion about these issues, A, we get more enlightened thought. We might even get some contrarian ideas every now and then that we can have fun debating and not arguing, but just debating and, and like you said, open up a whole new network. And I can't tell you, by the time this show goes to air, I will have done probably 120, 125 shows in this current format. And um, every one of those, that's 100, 125 guests that I've gotten to know. And I've already done some, you know, collaborative projects with those people. And it just, you know, it, it keeps on giving. Yeah, it's a great way to expand your knowledge base, your network, your inner circle. And, you know, a lot of people ask, well, how do you make money with this? And I said, that's the problem. Don't think about it for making money. The problem is, or the, the solution is, is to think about it as building a relationship. I call it business owners building relationships is the whole purpose of it. And when I'm talking to an individual, uh, I strategically uh, allow or pick people to come onto my show that potentially we would have something in common uh, to maybe collaborate on. That was a perfect word you used. And I don't, when they come on and we do debriefs and we talk, I don't look at them as a client, as a prospective client. I just look at them as a new uh, relationship, professional relationship, and we just chat. I myself have become a client of many of my own guests that come on the show. Yeah. So it's a two-way street and it, collaborate is the perfect word for it. And yes, others have also become clients of mine. And I, I don't look at it as a transactional thing when I do the, the show itself. It is sure purely to provide value to all who watch and listen and to provide massive exposure for the guests because I only bring on successful entrepreneurs like you and they uh, then exude value and they give everything they've got. And my audience now has all the keys they need to become successful. They just need to model the people that come on the show. I, I use an old word that, but it it still resonates for me, and and that is, you know, you you're here to serve a greater good, and you know, if if that doesn't drive anything to your bottom line immediately, so what? You know, that's great. You know, that's fine. Um, it 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 will come back in in the long term scheme of things, and it is about playing a long game for what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not trying to make this month's income numbers. Um, you know, I'm trying to build relationships, meet people that have great solutions. And, you know, like right now, what you and I are talking about, just to make it literal, I may not have an immediate need to engage you to do for me what you're describing, but 
I may meet a client tomorrow in my business that is really struggling with these things. And I'm going to say, you know what, we're going to fast track this. I'm going to hook you up with Brian. I want you guys to get together, figure this out. I'll still fly over and do what I do as your business advisor, but Brian's going to help you fix some of this other stuff. That is, I love that. I mean, it's like, were we separated at birth or something? What's going on here? <laughs> I mean, Brothers of another mother. I mean, I'm telling you, the, I mean, just look at the likeness by itself right off the bat. You can tell we're twins, but um, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, thank you. God bless you for saying that. It's about playing the long game. Uh, and I always say, yeah, versus going for the quick kill, which um, a lot of people will do in the beginning of their business uh, or entrepreneurial walk because they're in that place of scarcity. They got to make the money. And I get that. I've been there. We've all been there, I think, at some point. Uh, that's huge in network marketing. You see that quite a bit, that kind of mindset. I've been in it many times, many years. I used to co-own one, so I understand that. Nothing wrong with network marketing whatsoever. It's just about getting as fast as you can, getting to a different place to where you are playing the long game, building the relationships. Not every, not every conversation needs to react or result in a transaction of money. It doesn't. In fact, the more you give, I know it takes longer, but the more you will get, and you already said that astutely. And then the fact that, yeah, when you're doing it this way, just as you astutely said, what will happen is if you're not there perfect person. I, I don't have the solution for you. You don't have a problem that I solve. But when you run into somebody who does, that will be an instant, oh, you know what? I'm going to connect you with this person because they were so wonderful with me and I know they will be with you. So I don't have any problem representing them. Here they are. And here's the contact information. There's so many good things that come from this and the long-term play is the way to go. That is yeah. the key. Yeah. You know, and uh, just that idea of being able, and guys like you and me, to be just be happy being able to be connectors, uh. and and meet people and say, oh, you know, I'm listening to your problem. Well, I can't do that, but I know somebody that can. And and yes, there's a, a function of this thing, you know, know, like, and trust. Well. How to get to know somebody? Well, you have a dialogue with them. So go back to this idea of filming the live videos. We're having a chat. You know, folks, if you're listening and hadn't figured it out, Brian and I are still kind of getting to know each other in more detail. And, and now we've already established we're brothers. But, you know, that's that's <laughs> another thing. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is an idea of, of digging in. And probably when this is over, I'll think of some more questions and we'll probably have another chat offline. And who knows, you know, where things can go from there. Yeah, and I love the whole concept of, of connecting people. And I learned this. I'm going to give a shout out to a buddy of mine, Jason Nast, about uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. I can't remember where we were involved in a mastermind together. And I was with this guy. Uh, for several days and I got to watch him in action. And this guy, he's the epitome of connecting and helping people. And everywhere, anytime he talked to somebody, immediately he's like, oh, you know, I know someone that can help you with that. Or, oh, how can I help you? And he's always asking them what they do, what they need, never saying, oh, here's what I do and puking all over them to say, you should do business with me. And I, I it really set deep with me and I thought, wow, I, I like it. When I'm on the receiving end, so that means everyone uh, or others would as too, and that, that's not the reason to do it. It's just because they like it, but it's something that helps and serves them and gets them farther down the path than if you didn't connect or help them at all. Yeah. 
Well, I'd like to circle back to back to the point we kind of took a tangent there. I think it was a very important and good tangent, but uh, I want to get back to the video thing. Um, I'm thinking of the owner who might hear this and say, I don't want to sit in front of a camera. I'm not going to do anything like that. You know, what What do you try to tell them if, if that's their mindset? If they're the head of the company, it's a disservice if they don't. I'll just be point blank. And, you know, I've, I've seen and heard a lot like, well, I, I have a I, don't, I have a face for radio. You know, they would say because yeah. they don't think they are that good looking or uh, my voice is all messed up. And I would tell them, good. And they'd give me this look like, what the heck are you talking about? I said, that's what makes you unique. Real and people will connect with you because you're OK with that. I've, I have uh, been interviewed with, by and interviewed um, people that have debilitating physical impairments and hard to talk and they're slurring and sometimes some stuff would drool down. And I, I told the guy, I said, that makes you you and you're an amazing guy. Thank you for doing what you do. And he keeps doing it day in and day out. You know, so if a guy like this can do it, there's no excuse for most, you know, 99% of the owners on the planet not to. It's about getting over those fears, that hesitation, the resistance of doing it and just do it. Just start. And you're not going to be perfect when you first start, as I'm sure you're aware, Tug. And you look back at your old ones and you're like, holy smokes, you get better at everything about interviewing, about your studio setup. Yours is gorgeous, Doug. You do a great job. Lighting microphone he's got a high grade microphone uh camera everything you and i just tell people do what you can with the resources you have today and then upgrade when you are able to and that's Absolutely. what i've been doing for years and years and years i mean i used to have these big old box lights that had the massive spiral um fluorescent uh, bulbs in them and there were three yeah. each and it was hot man i'm sweating because i had three of these big box lights nine of those suckers beaming at me now i got leds everywhere and it's nice and cool and just a, you know, I, uh, a good friend of mine said one time, sales drive service. So sales can drive upgrading. And so don't worry if you don't have the best of the best. Do the best you can with what you've got. Right. Or right. even borrow from somebody. If you don't even have a computer, you only have a phone, definitely do it on a computer. But um, do what you can with what you got and just do it. Get yeah. started. Well, and, you know, to your point about the person who says, you know, I my voice is funny or I look funny or whatever, um, you know, a guy that you and I both know, cause we met through the platform called Podmatch, the, the founder of that, Alex Sanfilippo and shout out to Alex, it, you know, uh, great service, great product. If any of you are listening and thinking about going down the podcasting path, you need to check out Podmatch, but, um, and I'm not getting paid for that commercial, but that's okay. That's where we're giving, right? We're, we're giving it for it. We'll talk with him later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my point is, he did a great episode on his own show where he shared that in his early days of podcasting, there was a mentor he used that said three R's, raw, real, and relevant. Yeah. And, you know, the raw part is that you don't have to be the six o'clock news. Your production doesn't have to look like that. And, you know, if the lighting's a little wonky and the sound, well, you, you probably ought to try to work on the sound a little bit because that's the whole medium. But, yeah. you know, there are the technology so far advanced. USB plugins do great sound capture and that's all you need. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, being real, if you make a mistake, you um and on and all that, 
my wife and I have a running joke. She hates to hear me record an episode because I may say the um and ah every now and then, and she's got a thing about that, and I, I love her for it. It's a challenge for me to keep it clean that way, but, um, you know, there I said it again, um, uh, you know, it, that makes it real, you know? Yeah, and it, it's authentic to you, and that's what people want. They want the authentic you, not some uh, polished acting, you know, someone who has acting background that can act their way through anything, even if it's not the authentic themselves. So yeah, you, the authentic person sells better than a fake one every single time, every single time. And here's the thing. Everyone wants to, and I was this way too. Everyone wants to be liked and and be, and to please everyone else. It's not going to happen there. You will not be liked by every single person that ever watches or listens to you. Some will be like drawn away from you. And that's just because there's different value systems, different personality types. It's okay. Be yourself and you will attract those that were meant to be attracted to you. Those are the ones you want to be associated with, work with, do collaborations with, not the ones that have issues, uh, internal or external, uh, that don't align with you. Uh, So get over it and be good with being completely authentic now it doesn't mean you have to tell embarrassing stories about yourself let's be clear about that (laughs) but uh if you go as far as you're comfortable with in in that but storytelling is also a very great thing like like i opened with you know i grew up in a very very like not poor but lower middle income family and i was like wow that was a big thing for me and i know a lot of people can relate to that not everybody that's okay yeah. Well, and, and very closely related to what you're saying there is the idea, if you want to start one of these for your business, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to copy some celebrity or some voice or some other podcaster that you've heard that you do admire. Figure out your own voice and be yourself and show up that way. And that's where I agree with you totally. You're you're destined to have interaction with a certain number of people and not everybody's going to fit that and you're not going to be a fit for them. So don't worry about it. Move on. Yeah. And I would say, uh, and I know what you mean by don't um, copy someone else. I would say, but still watch them and get tips and pointers on the other, look at it through the lens of a podcaster or live video show host more than a listener and find out what is it they're doing? What is their email sequence like? What does their presence online look like? What is the structure of their show like? Do they do an intro, then ads, then go to the guest, or they jumble that up? Look for the ones that have that have a good degree of success. You can model certain pieces of it. There's no oh, yeah. way. You yeah. know, you can't be a Joe Rogan and have, you know, 30 minutes of ads right when you get started. Because I'm like, the first time I listen, I'm like, gee, many Christmas, is this ever going to stop? But he could because people listen to him and he'd go two, sometimes four out. I mean, it oh, was yeah, his shows place. are long. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, long. but it works, obviously. Right. So it doesn't mean you have to match and do everything he does or but take out the pieces that appeal to you. There's something in there. They figured something out. And even if you take pieces out of there, that'll probably improve your overall uh, show results when all is said and done. And just Great. be a student I, of I, other podcasters. I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I think you do have to do that. And, and it's, you know, it's a function of learning. If you're going to launch out and do this, you, you do need to at least learn. But the point is, you don't have to perfect how they do it. I mean, exactly. 
I'm a disciple of John Maxwell's leadership training, and I've been to a lot of his programs in Orlando. And John, of course, is an amazing public speaker. I mean, just one of the most dynamic, and he can just get you drawn in like no one else I've ever seen. And I would be just really wrong in trying to copy that. But there are elements of how he does it that I can definitely learn how to weave into my own effort to communicate that could improve things. And yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and always be learning that, you know, everybody hears that phrase. I, I would even stretch it to even speakers that you have a misalignment with. I, I, I went to a two day seminar. I'm not going to name any names, but the individual showed his colors it was unbelievable i was blown away how why this person would do what they did and i was really like sitting there like oh man this is this is not good but i kept the mind and eyes and ears and everything open because this person also commanded the room i mean like i have never seen anyone do and so i'm taking notes as a speaker not as a listener as a student and then uh he he did one thing that I really thought was good. I went back to my mentor and said, what do you think about this? And he goes, yeah, use it. And that was literally 10 minutes before I went on stage and I used it and it went great. So you can still pull great tidbits even out of presenters that maybe you don't have such a great alignment with, but keep the open-mindedness going say, well, I may not ever go to another seminar by this individual. I'll never buy their stuff, but I did find something I can pull from it and use for the betterment of myself and my people. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brian, speaking of format and substance, we're about out of time for this episode. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, can, for everything we've rambled around and talked about, can, can you kind of put a bow on it and leave a, a closing thought for everybody? I'd just like to say to everyone out there that's uh, an entrepreneur, a business person, you're going to struggle. There's going to be struggles every single day. It's part of it. And just never, ever, 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 ever give up. And um, I'd like to leave with a gift, if I may, um, if that's okay, Doug. Sure, sure. Uh, actually, two gifts. Uh, they're both, they cost nothing. Uh, one is reachyourpeakclub.com. It's a free membership and it's an entrepreneur discount house. You basically go in there and you'll find great deals on not a ton of stuff. It's not like, it's like Costco, but without the membership dues or the thousands of products. There's just a few services in there. And then another one is peakmasterclass.com. I do a free advanced live video masterclass about every month. And another one's coming up here soon. And that's 100% free. And I do not sell anything on the masterclass. Nothing. So no credit card required at all. It's free to attend. It's about an hour in length. And I go deep into more about live video show mastery. Uh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for those shout outs. And folks, if you miss those on the fly, we're going to have all that info in with links in the show notes. So, um, you know, please, please hop in over there. But uh, Brian, thank you for doing that and and coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and experience. It's been a pleasure finding another brother. I yeah, love it. you bet. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> you, you betcha. 
Well, folks, on that note, we're going to wrap this thing up. I do want to remind everybody, we do have the show over on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. You can hop over there and uh, watch this if you're right now just listening on a streaming service. But uh, please hop in over there or share it with your friends. Uh, subscribe to the channel and leave us some feedback and links and such. We would love to hear from you. And I say this in every episode, I am genuinely interested in hearing from you if you yourself want to be a guest or have a topic you would like us to talk about drop me a line i am all over social media you can find me pretty easily just about anywhere and uh, use whatever media works for you and give me that uh, feedback so we can uh, address the things you're interested in so for now we're going to say goodbye and thank you for listening i hope this was helpful we'll see you again real soon You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.